All right, hello. Hello, everyone. Today, we'd like to go and talk about an important issue. And we've, we've already talked a little bit about schools in the past, but I think that was more or less in regards to how school shooters can be prevented. But this one, we're doing more of a uh, overarching view of the school and what its role is in society. <clears throat> now, traditionally, the school has been a, um, an institution that was meant to teach people how to become successful at, in society. And for the purposes of this, school would refer to uh, kindergarten through 12th grade, and not including things like uh, vocational schools or colleges and universities or anything outside of the traditional sort of K through 12 uh, system. And you know, this was fine for many years where we had traditional schools and a high school diploma. A high school diploma was once considered a um, useful, useful instrument. But today, you know, a high school diploma, it'll barely get you a job at Starbucks. It's come to the point where you can't really exist with just a straight up high school diploma. You're going to generally want to have something else because the sort of the purpose i f i feel has changed and it's a shame that this has happened because without having the schools be what they used to be you know a lot of people they feel like they're forced into going to college and that's in a lot of cases isn't necessary you don't really need to become you don't really need to go to college to necessarily become a successful person at least you wouldn't normally need to like you really don't learn all that much in college as mo most of the reason why colleges existed was to see who was smart and who wasn't and you know back in the day it was gener generally only like the smart and people with money could afford to go to college but these days everyone's going to college because you need to go to college to get a degree and as thus high schools have become degraded and so I think we need to go and look and see what can be done to uh, change high schools and give them a purpose more fitting than what it is. Because right now, all, all high schools tend to do is prepare you for a college education. They don't teach you important life skills. Like, shoot, when I was in high school, you know, they had like English, social studies, science, and math. And outside that, you had a couple of these old electives, which, you know, they should be considered more important than these skills, honestly, because how often are you going to be using trigonometry in the daily world? You know, probably not very often, but they need to go and teach other things like, you know, basic living skills. You have men these days who don't know how to, like, wash their clothes. You have, because their parents don't teach them, because they expect the school to teach their kids everything. You know, and that's that's an issue. You have these kids who are raised, some of them raised without fathers, some of them, they have both their parents, but they both work all the time, and they feel like they don't have to go and really teach their kids skills. A lot of people don't know how to go and tie a tie, which is incredibly important if you ever really want to, like, make it anywhere within, like, the business world. They don't teach kids, like, important, like, how to do taxes, like, they ought to teach you that in high school. I, I feel they should go and teach you at least the basics of some of the laws that will probably affect you. Because, you know, I mean, obviously, like, obviously, like, stuff like driver's ed, but I didn't have to go and take that when I was in high school, and I feel like 
you know, they should have probably required that if you were to go and drive a car. You should be required, like no driver said, you should be required to have some sort of post-high school career plan. They started to do that in my high school, but it was like a joke. Like a lot of people just kind of just wrote down random stuff on the on the form to go and learn how to do this. Like to go and just say, oh yeah, I did it. You know, they'll go to like a career fair and oh yeah, we're going to college and then half the people didn't go to college and now they're, you know, they're living at home. You know, some people, they've become like these sort of man children, like that 30 year old that's been recently put on the news who got evicted by his parents. And you know, th this is surprisingly common. I know like at least three people who are in similar situations. They're over 20 years old, don't really have any college education, don't really have any job that pays above the minimum wage. And that's, that's a travesty. So I think the first thing that schools need to do we need to have a system in place. Now, my school district, they had a, um, they had a technical school nearby, <clears throat> but there was like this negative stigma to going to the technical school. I don't think we should have that. We need to either get rid of that stigma or have implement stuff that you see within the technical school into the uh, general high school. Now, I think early on we need to go and test the kids I, I think, honestly, we should have IQ testing for every kid, you know, before, like when they're in high school, like a freshman year, have them do an IQ test. If they're above average or whatever, or however much it's generally recommended to go to college, they go to college. If they might not have that high IQ, they won't be recommended to go to college. And instead, they'll go and teach them how to find a job that doesn't require them to get a college degree. I think that would be a more appropriate situation than what we currently have. And I feel like another issue too is that we have kids who just plain don't want to be in high school but are forced to go to high school and who are just there. Like I know in my high school we had these like, you know, they're a bunch of idiots, all of them probably from like broken families. They go and bully kids who are smarter than them. And thankfully, at least in my high school, they had like various uh, levels. Like we had, um, like the, the dummy class, like the average class, and there's like honors. And so if you're in like the dummy class, it was, you know, if like I wasn't always the best at math and I was in like the middle to bottomish tier in the math classes, and then it, it was impossible to ever like really learn more because there was constant like harassment by fellow students. Like I had one guy who'd go and like grab my nipples in there and yeah, it's a true story, and he'd go and, like, you know, other people, we'd have them, like, yeah, they just go and pester you, and they go and throw, um, like, more of them little BB things at your back, and they, like, launch, I forget what they call them, hornets or whatever. They go and, like, throw stuff at you and be distractions. And people who are distractions, I feel they need to be sent to a different school if they're a chronic distraction. They need to go and try to go and rehabilitate them if they can't rehabilitate them within a decent time period, you know, they need to go discover the root cause of the problem. If they can't do that, and if they really don't want to learn, if they don't give a crap, then instead of wasting school resources in this no child left behind system that we have, they need to be sent to an alternative institution where they will be, they will not be doing damage to the people who can be saved. 
And a lot of these people, they may have mental problems, and I feel like we need to go and triage them. You know, the people, like if you have a severe, like, you know, if you have mental disorder, they should be based on, will you be able to go and live on your own without assistance? Or will you have to always require, like, assistance and never be able to go and work a meaningful job? If you're of, you know, if you can't ever, if you always need assistance and can't have a meaningful job, then what's the point of sending you to a regular high school? Like, do you want, like, I don't understand why you would want to have them in this situation, because they'll do nothing but detract from other students' experiences and be a distraction in the classroom. And yeah, you know, it's it's nice. You can go and have, like, maybe uh like voluntary student, students go over there to go and talk to these people <clears throat> but i don't think that this is uh very beneficial in the long run because we have to go and integrate like the regular teachers have to be trained to go and deal with special needs students and i feel like they'd be you know like these special needs students they'll get bullied by regulars by the students at the high school so i think it's better for both the students in the high school and for special needs students who can't be rehabilitated to go to a special needs facility where there are people who are trained specifically on how to deal with them and if they can't you know that, that'd be preferable and then if you have like people who may be special needs but they'll be able to go and live in regular society then they need to go and be put in like a hot and a tight leash, but kept away from the, you know, people, the mentally handicapped kids who can't be rehabilitated because those are separate groups. And if you keep them together long enough, you'll end up like, it's like trapping someone inside like a zoo. They're going to eventually start acting like animals. And that's why I need to go and like integrate them into regular, the regular classroom if they can be. But if they become such a significant problem to the regular class, and they need, then they need to be put into a separate institution to deal like a uh, more high security zone where they'll be um, put with other students who are likewise unable to integrate into regular society. You know, like you'll have the druggies and the gangsters and the people who are distractions and the class clowns. They need to be put inside a separate institution because honestly, the reason why America's schools like lag behind so much compared to places like China is because in those schools, like, I think in China high schools, that's only like reserved for people. Like I think you actually have to pay to go to high school in China. That's what my friends were telling me from China. It wasn't like the United States and it was like a boarding school over in China which I'm not necessarily saying that's what's required for everyone, but I think actually boarding schools might not be as bad as an, bad of an idea, especially, you know, we talked about school shootings the other uh, foundry episode mm-hmm. in high schools, and I think that if there's boarding schools, that would make it so it would be very difficult to uh, become a school shooter because you would have to smuggle the weapons into the school, and you could have you know, metal detectors at the front gates and you don't really need to go and use it a couple times a year when people come in when they leave. So I think maybe for high, you know, like your high-risk youth, it'd probably be better to go and put them into a boarding school because most of the time their family relationships aren't all that great. And, you know, if they're put inside a boarding school, they might not be able to get, previously they might not be able to get a meal 
at home. But if they're in a boarding school, they, they won't have to go and worry about it. The school would be able to give them their meals. And so it'd help them on nutritional output. And then they'd also be able to have, um, you know, on top of that, they'd be able to go and have a proper role models within the school. Everyone's kind of treated in a similar sort of fashion, and they ought to learn to uh, get along with each other. I think that would be beneficial. It's like, uh, like sort of like what the people in the military have to deal with. There's that sort of culture over there, and it's sort of a camaraderie that will build up. And, you know, people won't be like saying, oh, you know, you're a poor kid. You don't got no money, you know. Equal, at least while they're at school and at the boarding school, you know, they're there pretty much year-round. <clears throat> Now, what are your thoughts on the uh, school situation? Well, there's a lot to unpack there, so I'll try and go piece by piece here. But I definitely like the idea of we need to restructure schools so they don't just teach math, science, reading, writing, and history and all that basic BS. We need to start where we're teaching actual life skills because school is supposed to prepare you for life. That's really the actual purpose of it and I'd add uh, quite a few main classes here I would add economics I think that should be more required at my school is more just an elective in the last few years but to me that should be required and you know at some point in high school uh, and then I would get rid of languages don't need it just stick to English everybody uses it it's great it's fabulous it should be the national language at this point um, I would add a life skills class where things like you're talking about are teaching, you know, how to do your laundry, how to do taxes, how to tie a tie, you know, all that grown-up stuff. You know, that's what needs to be taught because some people don't have parents that do that and some parents don't do it right. So if you have a class that does that, I think that's a f fair and level playing field for everyone to get those, you know, necessary skills. And I think that could improve a lot of people. Uh, you know, it could be all kinds of life skills. It obviously not limited to what I was just mentioning, but I'd also add a class for persuasion. Persuasion, it sounds kind of basic, sounds simple, but it's a skill that everybody can use anywhere, and it's very useful. You can use it for marketing. You can use it for writing. You can use it for getting a raise. You can use it for negotiating. You can use it for um, just about anything to help you get ahead in the world and get an edge. And you can teach people, like, what's a persuasive message, what's not a persuasive message. You know, what are words that are persuasive, what techniques can you use. You know, that sort of stuff needs to be taught in schools. Um, and I'd also, you know, obviously, of course, have a lot of other classes. I'm trying to think of maybe some specifics. But basically, schools need to go beyond what they're teaching now. And... I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon, but it needs to happen because, oh, coding. That's another one thing of coding. I think that's the, instead of teaching Spanish, the language people need to learn is coding because I think that's going to be a way more important skill. I remember seeing a bunch of people like Bill Gates and other big techies pushing that a few years ago. That's something I think that everybody should know how to do is code. Uh, you know, you can say whatever script you should learn, Java or C plus, C sharp, whatever the f they're called. But make sure there's the monetization. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kaching gone. Uh, <laughs> you can always bleep it out in post, but who gives a F or fudge? 
YouTube. Uh, but, you know, I, I think every kid should know how to code, know how to life skills, and know how to do persuasion. Beyond uh -huh. that, um, I'm going to unpack the other bit. Or, or do you want to add to that? Well, here's sort of my, uh, another sort of thing I was thinking about. Now, I know that, like, in my English class, we had a lesson on persuasion, but I feel like thinking back to English and most of these other main things like reading, writing, arithmetic, or whatever the heck, mm -hmm. a lot of this was teaching to a test. Yes. Like you had the PS, like PSSAs or whatever they have in your state. And that's a big problem. And I think we need to get rid of like just teaching to those tests. That That shouldn't be done. And I feel like I used to love history, but honestly, I don't think it's as necessary. Like, half the history that we do is just regurgitating. It was like, you know, like a founding of America till the World War II. Like, no, okay, we need to go and do more, like, ancient history. We need, like, we need to do more, like, European history, world history. Yeah, study yes, Machiavelli, study Napoleon, study, like, you know, don't just study, like, oh, this happened then, which causes which cause that you gotta deep dive and study like why did this happen and what does this mean what are these great thinkers and philosophers and you know strategists like come up with because that's interesting stuff that's what people you know that's what you learn from history is all all this cool you know crap well yeah they had that was definitely a major issue with mine is like it was just the same history over and over and over and over again it was just american history and the reason they did that is because that's what they test on. And they yep. need to go and stop doing these stupid standardized tests. <clears throat> what would be much better is to go and see, you know, how they deal with, you know, like finding jobs. You know, don't use like some stupid standardized test as a metric. That's all that does is waste like pretty much your entire education career on doing that. And like honestly, Another issue, too, was, like, at least in my high school, the classes were too segmented, where in reality, you know, you'll need to go and use these skills, like, in congruence with each other. Like, you know, like, math won't just be doing a math class. You might have to use math when, you know, doing, like, basic life things, like, oh, you know, I need to go and calculate a budget, and I'll need to do this, or, you know, you'll be doing stuff on the computer. Now, I don't think coding would be should be necessary for everyone, because I don't think everyone's going to need to go and do that, honestly. That's true, but... But I think that, like, it should be offered at all schools, and they should have a decent level... Like, they should have computer science available at all schools, but I don't think it should be required, because some people won't need to do that. That's but they fair. should have other things. Like, you know, they need to have it early on where you get... They need to have good counselors, I think. That's a major... Ooh, thing. I have a lot I can say about that, but yeah, continue. Like, counselors, I feel in, in high school, they don't do a very good job. At least mine was pretty terrible. And they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, you need to go to college. Well, no. Not everyone needs to go to college. Well, I'd prefer you go into high school, freshman year, you take an IQ exam. Based on those results, you know, you'll be recommended on a path. Okay, see, you have a, you have a good IQ. Okay, you want to go to college? Yes or no? Do you want to have the option open to go to college, or would you rather, you know, find something that'll be able to go and make you money right after school and get life on your own? Or if you know that your family won't be able to support you after high school, start you on a path where you will be able to graduate high school and be able to go and like rent an apartment. And they'll find you a job within high school, so that you can go and start working at do a co-op. You'll start earning money, and then you'll be able to go and as soon as you graduate move out of your parents' house and start working. 
they need to be they need to be in charge of that. They need to go and work with uh, court like companies and whatnot nearby. And if there's nothing nearby, like work with companies abroad you know, who might be farther away, and like have a a program set up where they'll send the graduates who meet these requirements, and they'll start conversations. And you can go and start working for them as soon as you're done. Like I know there's a lot of like <clears throat> farms and whatnot. They'll like farm like farmers will go and pay people to go and be ranch hands and stuff. I I read something about that. They need to go and work with schools to get this done. Schools should be rated on how many people have a meaningful career or go on to a successful college after high school, and they don't need remediation. Now I don't. And another thing too is I feel like homework. They do a lot of, they do like way too much homework, I think. I agree a thousand percent. You're in school for eight hours a day. You should, you shouldn't have any homework after that. That's already a significant portion of your time. And then if you're in sports or like music. Yeah. Afterwards, that's BS. You shouldn't have to deal with that. You shouldn't have to deal with any homework. Like, you know, if you have a project, that's one thing. And I think you should have a few projects. But another thing to conserve with projects is that a lot of times, especially in high school, you have people who won't do their fair share of the project and yep. just kind of glide along. And these people need to be reprimanded, not just uh, in their grades, but brought up to like have them get punished if they don't do their fair share. You know. Yeah, because I I was a student in school that you know uh, I wasn't involved in many extracurriculars because I hate sports and I. Even though I was in the band, I didn't want to do marching band because it was a freaking cult and it sounded like a lot of work. Because I had so much homework, I didn't have time for that crap. I don't know how the people even had time for homework, but, you know, I would spend hours at home doing homework. You know, and then by the time I'm done, I just want to watch TV and relax. I don't have time for friends. I don't have time for, you know, any other big fun things. I just wanted to freaking, like, relax. So, you know, homework, it was always a waste of time, stupid stuff. It took too long. Now, in some cases, I can understand it. Like for English, we'd have to read stuff and talk about the next day. That's you know understandable. You know, maybe you can restructure that somehow. But uh, you know, like math homework, I kind of understand too because you got to practice that crap. But you could practice that in class. They teach you one day, you practice it the next. You know, slow down the pacing. That's the other thing. These classes are paced so quickly. It's like, come on, boom, 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 boom. We gotta get this done now. Get it done. I don't care if you understand. We're moving on. Yeah, we got to test them, we got to learn all this crap. You know, it needs to be slowed down somehow. I understand you have deadlines, you got to learn this crap so you complete the course, but it needs to be slowed down, you need some space to breathe. Uh, beyond that, um, and to go back to your other point about counseling, I want to talk about this, because uh, like you said, you know, not everybody is fit for college, I agree with that. Uh, and counselors at my school were other sh- they did nothing useful for me, really. Kind of just sat there and said, oh, what, what do you like to do? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, okay, great. Um, what do you like to do? I'm like, dude, like, you're not helping me out here. And they, they, I could tell some of them tried, but they really, they're pretty useless, you know. They kind of, they really didn't do much in the college process. Like, I just knew I had to go to big schools. So I kind of figure my way through life. Um and figure out what I want to do, and so I went to Penn State, it's a big name, I'm like, you know, can't get go wrong here, and so that's kind of how I just sort of found it out my way, the counselor really didn't help me, so you need to take some classes, and the counselors need to help you out with stuff that can, um, 
trigger your interest or you know explore your interest in some way or find new interests which is difficult but you know the counseling uh, I think could help be restruct restructured by just having people that understand this stuff better I know that sounds basic but a lot of these people don't really understand how to help people and how to find their interests like that should be maybe something you have to do um, every month or so with you know you have you schedule an advisor or counselor appointment you go to them and maybe they do some tests or they talk to you and you really got because then because you got to form a relationship with them to sort of open up because that's part of the problem is you really can't open up to them it's some stranger that you've only met like a few times and you know once you start opening up to them maybe you can sort of discover your interests already because i was the type of person that didn't know what i was going to do for my life didn't know it till really my second year of college and that was like you know kind of the deadline when you had to figure it out I was lucky I kind of figured it out but I figured it out mostly through interest I had out of the classroom through stuff I watched online through people I was interested in looked up to uh, and that's how I figured that out but the only problem with the thing I you brought about IQ test determine if you go to college is it doesn't take into account uh personality and what i mean by personality specifically is laziness iq tests don't take into account laziness because i know a lot of very smart people they're very lazy for example this one guy in my history class in seventh grade and a bunch of other grades and a bunch of other classes he was everybody knew this kid was smart he could tell you some everything about history he knew all those answers about history but never did homework never did homework and never did homework so he either failed or came very close to failing all his classes because he was too lazy to do any of it. He was disorganized and didn't do any of his homework. So, you know, he had probably had a pretty high IQ, but that doesn't mean, you know, he's a productive person or even a good person. I mean, he was a pretty good person. It seemed like I didn't get any bad vibes, but it doesn't take into account that sort of um, value, I guess you could say. That's the only problem. Like he could definitely go to a college. He would definitely, you know, have all probably the test scores. His SATs would be off the charts. His, you know, his GPA would probably be not too good, but his SATs would be off the chart and all his standardized tests would be off the chart. But he's lazy. So he'd go to college and he probably wouldn't get much done. So I don't know. It's hard to really say. Well, actually, I have a, um, let me again see if I can show you this on, you know, we can deal with this there, but there's a uh, graph of average median income by IQ level, and, you know, you can go and see this. What's the source on this, so our listeners and viewers can check it out? Gosh, you have to find a, um, <laughs> find one. We can always link in the description below, but. Yeah, we, there's, there's a couple of these graphs, but. Generally, I've seen there's a lot of correlation between IQ and income level. Mm -hmm. And I feel that, you know, yeah, you, there are some people who are just lazy, but usually laziness is not associated with uh, higher IQs. Now, yeah, there can be, there can be differences. But, and I feel like, yeah, that, that's, that's something I should be concerned. But, like, you know, if you're a very, you know, you might be a very strong person, but if you're below IQ you're not going to have a good time in college. You might be very challenged, and you'd be yeah. better off not taking the college route. Yeah. And if you are high IQ, high IQ, 
know, you're better off in college than working in a job that'll be boring for you, generally, and where you'll make more money in a, in a college setting. Now, I think that should be considered. Now, it shouldn't be the end, the end of it all. That's where their counselors will come into play. Like, honestly, I think counselors are more important than teachers because today you, you can do online classes. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. We're on the same wavelength here. I was just thinking that the other factor, the big X factor we're not considering here is that I think within 10, 20 years, most of school is going to be online. And that's going to totally change the structure and how you know students interact with teachers and counselors and all that crap. It's going to be totally different. Well, I think that what would be in it, what would be better, and so, like, I think, like, especially for freshman, sophomore years, maybe instead of, like, meeting even once a month with your counselor or advisor. Yeah, that's what I was suggesting. Maybe you meet once a week. Oh. You know, like, have about, you hire, like, significantly more advisors, like, even to the point where they'd be close to the same amount as teachers, especially early on, and they'll put you on the right path and and hire you know, high, very high quality advisors who will be able to go and help the children out and, have a, and they'll be able to build a relationship like that because honestly, they're more important than teachers in most cases because, you know, you can, you can find most of this information on the internet if you really want to learn. Yeah. You have to go know what you got to know. Like, if you have a high quality advisor, then they'll be like, yeah, okay. Well, I see where your, your family, you know, they make this much money, so they might not be able to go and help you out with college, and you're not that smart, so you might be better off doing a trade school or, like, learning a trade. And then they'd have a program within the school to get you a certification in a career field that would be beneficial to you. Yeah. You know, like maybe welding or, like, uh, auto repair, and they'd have you start working in school, get the basic skills down, like, you know, sophomore year. You know, junior year, you'll start, like, working, like, an like apprentice sort of thing. And then senior year, you'll start, like, doing a co-op program where a couple days out of the week, you'll be going and, like, earning money, making money, working for these other people. You know, and then you start saving up that money and maybe even do something where the school, you know, they could go and hold on to that money that you're earning, like, on school time. And then when you graduate, they'll give it to you so that, like, if you have terrible parents, they won't be able to go and take it from you. And it'll be put into a special savings account, which would have to be done on the policy level in the state, so it could be earning interest while you're in school and learning these skills. So that when you get out, it might be enough for a down payment on a, um, like, on an apartment, something mm -hmm. like that, so you'd be self-sufficient from the start. Like, they'll work with you and say, okay, here's what we have over here, and the school could go and, like, you know, maybe, you know, you even have a school, you know, they'll teach you, even if you, like, don't have the money for a car right now, like, if you never, if they know early enough, they could go to the junkyard, and then you go and, like, you, you, you fix up the car from the ground up, you know, they have the driver's ed school, you learn how to go and drive, you fix the car, you go and work, you know, at the uh, apprenticeship to pay off that car, which you could go and pay off, you know, using that money that you'll get from working during school hours mm. in the apprenticeship. And then by the time that you graduate, you have a, a little bit of money saved up. You know, that's if you don't have the money for a car. If not, it'll just go straight to you. And that way you'll be completely self-sufficient from the time that you graduate high school, which is what's important. Yes.
you'd be completely self-sufficient. And then, like, you know, they go and work to, you know, maybe, like, if you really don't have the money, they'll go and work something out so you can go and work after school hours or whatever, and then they'll just drop you off at whatever time they do using the bus. And that way it would really work for, you know, people who might not have a chance otherwise and who'd be stuck on government assistance where they wouldn't need government assistance. So the goal of the school should be to make sure people don't need to use government assistance unless they yes. absolutely need to. Yes. It should take that away. Yes, yeah, schools these... need to teach self-sufficiency. And they try to do that now, but they at the same time, they really don't because you get a lot of these uh, you know, professors and teachers are like, oh, you can do anything you want. Oh, you know, you'll be fine. Or, oh, you know follow your dreams it's like no you gotta be real a lot of cases they don't because they don't care about that because a lot of them they have these school unions and they're highly political democrat yep and they want more people to be in government assistance because that pays their bills yep but they need to take that away and another thing i saw too in the news there a lot of these schools they have like hundred like you know, millions of dollars that instead of going to keeping up the schools, it's going into the teacher's pension fund. You know, they need to go and rethink how that works. They shouldn't have a pension fund. They should have a 401k style program where, you know, the school, you know, they donate like they put on their salary like 4% or 6% or however much they do into a, uh, and the school will go and pay them into that like retirement program, you know, if you donate 4% or whatever, the school donate 4%, they'll go into a, uh, like a stock fund or whatever, or like a 401k fund that'll earn interest and like, you know, be involved with the stock market. So gain money based on that. And that way when they, you know, when they retire, it, w- it won't tie up hundreds of millions of dollars where the school is just hoarding money basically. Like mm-hmm. some school districts are really bad with that. Oh yeah. So that's an issue. I I think they need to have another thing too. Is in the, like at least high schools are pretty good with this, and we have to do another thing specifically in colleges because colleges have a lot of differences, like in terms of uh, programming. Because at least in my high school, they're pretty good about staying relatively politically neutral, and I think that's very important for them to stay that way. They should be required to be as politically neutral to be completely politically neutral, and if they have to present one side of a, of a uh, particular topic, especially in social studies, I think we should move away from social studies and back to history. Yeah, what's the social studies? Like, what does that even mean? It's history. Well, no, no, it's, it's not, because they have like, particular commentary based on uh, political yeah. opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, true. We need to go back into a history we look at objective facts and then let people draw their own conclusions. 100%. But I also think, you know, they should have history and history class and then they should have philosophy class. Yeah, yeah, philosophy I think needs to be taught more, but also in an interesting way. That's the problem is like a lot of these teachers and professors are boring. They, they have interest, they, they, professors have a unique ability of taking something interesting and making it boring. And, you know, I know that's going to be down to the individual teacher, but you got to figure that crap out. Um, but I do agree with you with the history stuff because I'm getting really tired of uh, history books pushing their narrative on students. You know, present, you know, not just the facts, but all the facts. You know, 
if Columbus was a you know did bad things, put it in there. If he did good things, put it in there. But don't say if they're good or bad. Just present all the information and let people decide for themselves. Obviously, you gotta cut out stuff like oh he ate um, you know bread for lunch. Obviously, you're not gonna put stupid stuff like that. But get the main big stuff, put it in there, and let people decide. Cause that's how you form critical thinking. That's how you let students become individuals, have individual thoughts and you know think for themselves and what the teacher should do is have discussions i loved my english professor or english teacher you know in high school we still call them teachers uh you know i i'd give a great shout to him because he you know he was always very fair and we when we'd have controversial subjects like one time we had a debate on torture and you know you'd pick a side sometimes or he'd assign a side and you'd form arguments and you'd debate and that's a great, fair way to do it. And we'd also have discussions where we'd all be in a circle and discuss things. We'd discuss books, discuss movies, discuss you know what it was about, the themes, the subjects it brings up, and you know have a discussion about it. I mean, it's not a hard thing to do. It's just having free thought and letting students express themselves. You know, don't shut down debate. Don't say nothing is, you know, uh, up, you know, there's there's something we can't talk about. You know, stop that. We can talk about anything we want. And don't try to tell students what they can and can't say. Well, actually, that brings up another interesting idea. Maybe make high schools more like colleges in the way that, you know, you'll have an English class. Like, you'll, you have a requirement to graduate. Yeah. You know, it might be you need to go and do this level of English. But then you could have other ways of accomplishing that. Like, instead of just taking, like, a literature class, you know, you might be able to have a debate class. That might yes. work. And, yeah. like, for, like, for history class, you could do a... Um, you know, like a philosophy that would work. You know, things like that. So it's not just uh, this basic, what this rec completely generic social studies. You'll have different courses, and I feel like that's important because it makes things more interesting to students. But that's definitely something that should be introduced into a uh, high school curriculum. Yeah. But what needs to go and change is we have all what needs to be taught and how it needs to be taught. Yeah, like there are certain things people should know. It, it should be like, okay, do, do they know how to do this? Do they know how to be successful? Do they know how to be well-functioning? Like, honestly, how many people really need to go and know about, you know, the uh, – shoot. Calculus. Know, like all this stuff that ha – well, calculus, you know, you could have that like built into a computer – like a computer science course, have that – because that was my major problem with math is it felt so useless unrealistic they need to go and have it built into something like make it you know based on around science like honestly most of science you really don't need to go and know unless you're becoming a scientist like, i couldn't tell you how often i use physics like chemistry barely i barely use any of that biology very rarely i think we don't really need that but what would be better is to like have these sort of things these sort of like concepts that are, are within that class put into a more realistic situation that people will actually be be dealing with on a regular basis don't yeah. make it just built to go and deal with uh, what's going to be talked about in college now yeah you can have those courses for people who do want to go to college but a lot of people don't <clears throat> well i think uh, a lot of people do want to go to college especially like in my school like, like ninety percent of the people went to college. Well, yeah, but why did they get? Do they actually know what they wanted to go and? Really some of them do, some of them don't. 
but a lot of them didn't. They just felt like they had to, and I feel like that's a problem. We gotta I've, have these. Well, it always depends, cause like I don't know what I want to do, and the only way I really figured it out was partially through college and mostly through stuff out of the classroom. But you know, cause I'm going into marketing slash advertising, and I need a college degree for that. You know, I I can't get a job without it. Well, the thing is, you, I mean, you should have knew what you wanted to do before you set foot in college. That would have been nice, but, you know, I did That's more important than anything. Like, you know, that's a failure on the the high school's part because a lot of people, they might realize, hey, maybe I don't need to go to college. Yeah. Because a lot of people really don't need to go to college and end up taking a BS degree and wasting not just you know their money, their parents' money, but they waste taxpayer dollars because most people go to college, they get some form of uh, assistance from the government in terms of scholarship. Yeah, so I think true. it's very important to go and deal with that before college, before they get into debt, deal with in high school with high quality counselors and teach and allow these people to go and learn things in a way that'll be interesting to them. You know, if you if you're not going to college, why do you need to go and know about this chemistry? Yeah. Like, why why would you need to know? It's like some yeah. thing. Yeah, I know. Like <laughs> physics, chemistry, all those sciencey classes. I forget everything except that one chemist. The one chemistry class I took with a really fun teacher. Like, I just remember having a fun teacher and like doing some fun stuff. But I really don't remember much from any of that. I don't remember much of history. I mean, I met, I remember some of it, and some of it is, you know, important, kind of cool. But, you know, I learned, at least in my case, because I'm more, you know, for our viewers to understand, like, our, my sort of skill sets, like, I'm more of a communications major. I'm more into reading, writing, graphics, and, you know, visual stuff. I'm not into numbers. I'm not into facts and data and all that crap. So for me, English classes were really interesting, and that's what I got stuff out of. So I think we need to kind of, for students, figure out what, what they're interested in on a basic level. If it's numbers or words or pictures, that sort of deal. And get them in those sort of classes, cut them out of the other, and then go from there and branch on to other things. Because like you said, like I wish I should have known what I wanted to do before going into college. Like, I should have been in maybe a marketing class somehow or an advertising class or a business class or something like that because it's the only way you're going to find out. Yeah, they need to offer more of these classes. Yeah. They need to have, uh, they need to have a, a wide variety of classes in high school. You need to be able to select them like you do in college. There needs to be more choice in regards to this because it's your life. Yeah. Like, you need to go and build it how you want to – deal with your life they need to go and offer things like you know like shadowing job shadowing so you know hey i want to do this one day okay here's the education skills i'll need they need to be working on that from the ground you know from day one you need to have those skills built in there and you know anything else that's just frilly like you know honestly do we need to have these like reading writing arithmetic every single day till like yeah. honestly, and then and then some schools they have this like block scheduling that's completely ridiculous. Like in college, you might have a class like for one hour, you know, like fifty minutes, three days a week. Why isn't high school like that? Yeah, and it's not like they don't give you any homework either. They give you way too much. Like 
you know, get, have them do that sort of college setup in there, you know, possibly. I might maybe a little bit longer, but, you know, I, I think that's a fair assessment, like three hours a week for a given class. And then you can have like a study hall for people to get the stuff done that they have to do in that class. So they don't have to go and waste their time at home because if you have to do homework, that means that they could, the teacher couldn't teach you well enough. They need to go and look at methods to go and teach people, you know, like more, more individually catered towards them. More in a way, like, honestly, I feel like education's been feminized within the past, <clears throat> recently. And that's why I see a lot of, like, young men, they get put on, like, Adderall, all this other stuff, like ADHD, they keep being diagnosed because the schools don't really teach things in a way that's uh, particularly productive for men. Like in my high school, the social studies and English, like AP and uh, honors all courses, there was very few men in those classes, like especially social studies. There's like really? men in my um, AP U.S. history class. Everyone else was girls. There's like 20 some odd people in that class. Like that's like obviously they're they're not being taught right. Well, for me, um, I think uh, AP English had mostly guys, and AP History, I believe, had, oh, was it 50? It was, it was pretty 50-50, and I think maybe there were actually less girls, but girls tend to do better in school, I've noticed. Overall, like, I enjoy working and being with girls in terms of doing schoolwork than guys. Like if I'm in a group project and it's all girls, I'm happy. If it's in a group project with all guys, nine times out of 10, we're not gonna get stuff done and we're just gonna goof around, which I like goofing around. It's a good thing to have a sort of fun to it, but stuff doesn't happen. That's the only problem with study halls, which it is good because you get your crap done in school and I love them, but you know, when I had friends in study halls, what inevitably happens is you talk and you don't get stuff done. So you'd have to maybe enforce some sort of a, um, uh, you know, a quiet study hall where you get stuff done. Well, yeah, something like that. Like a place you need to have time where you can get your stuff done that needs to be enforced. And if you don't have anything to do, you can go out to a different room and uh, talk to people, go to the library. You know, like like if you're not doing well, then you'll be you have to go and stay in the classroom. But if you are you know, if you are doing your stuff well, then you should be given more freedom. I think that you should be given, you should be encouraged to go and take harder classes too. Cause like in my high school, in my high school, I was like, my GPA was, it was like a three point something, but like I was taking all these honors courses and like AP courses. Mm. And like, I, I didn't feel like for all the work I was doing for these AP courses, it was almost like, a, it was like, well, you know, I could get an A if I regular course, but since I'm taking it like a very difficult, like hard, like honestly, those courses were much harder than what I dealt with in college. And that's why right. I like a, like a very high GPA throughout college is because my high school was tougher. And they need to reflect that. Like you shouldn't be penalized for taking a hard courses. You should be rewarded for it. Yes. And be given more privileges, I think. Because if you're like just barely scraping by, that's not good. And I think another way you can do this is by like maybe even having different like specialized like uh, you know high schools. Like I know at least in the city they have like these academies for people, and I think that's a good idea. You know these sort of charter academies where you can go and have you know high quality students with high quality teachers who know they want to go to college. They go here, 
maybe even just getting rid of the general purpose high school in most cases. You know, but that, like the problem is though, like the rural areas, the the amount of people for that to be worthwhile. So then maybe like integrating, like even if you can't have your own standalone building, have like completely separate like classes where people who want to do this go here and people want to do that go, you know, that that's a better way to do it. And honestly, I think that like the, the teachers, they are feminized largely. Like I've had some straight up feminist teachers before, and that was really bad because they did <laughs> discriminate, I feel, against boys. Like I've had other people tell me about that, and I experienced it myself. You know, it's not just me saying this. <clears throat> and seeing the people who graduate from colleges, uh, you know, they're, they're given these like uh, pretty twisted sort of slants and feminist theory, and they go mm-hmm. in right into the educational world. I think that's a problem. I think, you know, maybe, like honestly, I think they should be given options to have, you know, men's, men's high schools. I think that would be better for some people because then the teachers will be taught how to teach to men. And then they could have women's high schools, which are pretty much what we got right now, because that's what the teachers are taught to. They'll be catered towards women because they learn differently. Men and women, they tend, you know, there's obviously going to be some people who don't. And there will there will always be, you know, mixed high schools. But I think that men tend to work better in like a, a different environment, more more interesting. They get bored if you just go over stuff and like, you know, you're sitting in the desk all day that you know what works for girls doesn't necessarily work for boys and i think we need to go and implement this within the high schools so that because honestly a lot of the men in my high school they just they didn't really do much with their life a lot of them went to the military you know you know that that's something you know but they didn't really go them a lot of them went to higher education but they didn't do well they just kind of goofed off mm-hmm. and i feel like if we have these high schools that are like, uh, you know, like a traditional boys school and then a girls school. I think there are some advantages to that, not just in terms of, you know, not just in terms of like less distractions in class, which obviously that would be the case, but like, it'll be a little bit of camaraderie in there and it'll also go and help the environment. The teachers will be able to again, teach to their learning styles, which is something that's not talked about enough in high schools or maybe you know even if you can't do it like that maybe have specific teachers specific classes that are broken down like that so that the men will have teachers who know how to go and teach them because honestly most teachers don't know how to teach to men and it's very boring and then you wonder why you have classes like three men in an ap us history course you know that's not right yeah it's a tricky thing because i think you're right on that generally men learn different from women and women learn different from men. I think that's generally true. But what's hard is like everybody's an individual in the end and everybody's learning in some weird different way. Like for instance, we'll go to the most extreme example, math. I never understand math. Never have, never seem to really well unless I get sometimes a freak, you know, instant happens like yeah, a teacher where just things just happen to click or I get you know one th- you know topic that I just get you know or I, most time I'd, I'd have to go on Khan Academy to really understand stuff and I think that's what's good is that now we do have those resources like Khan Academy that 
most people have access to and they can figure stuff out. But to separate classes or schools with men and you know men only and women only, I think can be bad in many ways because you could have yo know, men then don't know how to interact with women. They don't form social circles with women. Women don't socialize with men. Yeah, and I think that can be bad in general for society in terms of uh, how we interact with one another and, you know, in terms of dating and getting married and all that romantic stuff, you know, might not, uh, we might we might produce more incels for all you know. Uh, well, <laughs> We're going full well, circle here. <laughs> well, see, that, does, that, that, that doesn't make any sense with the data because, you know, in the, like, prior, was it like before, like the 60s and earlier, back when they did at men's only schools, you, that wasn't the case. Men still interacted with women more than they do. Well, I think, one, we had a different culture then, and I don't think there were that many men's only schools. Uh, women integration, that, you know, like, especially look in England. That's you know, true. That, it did take a while for that stuff to happen. Like, they've had men's only schools probably for longer than they had mixed schools in both the U.S. and the U.K. I mean, I'm, I'm not a particular expert on that subject, but I know for the longest time that was the norm. Like, my mom, she went to, like, a, a girls-only school, and that was, you know, that, that was the, the norm back then. And honestly, you know, like, that, that's, that was pretty common, and they didn't have any, and you would have mixers between the two of them. But then when you have both of them mixed, you have a lot of, you know, the teachers, it's very hard for them to go and learn in a teaching style to go and teach both of them. Now you could go and have it so that everyone would get their learning style assessed and there'll be teachers who cater towards that. But that'd be very expensive. You know, they might not have the resources for that. <clears throat> On the other hand, you know, I feel that, you know, there it also cuts down distractions. Like in my high school, people would go and like, they they were the boys a lot of boys went in in class and they'd like worry about you know what's going on with uh, Lindsay Lou Saturday night <laughs> you know they'd be like they would be a distraction and then you'd have girls who would dress inappropriately for a school setting and <laughs> our school you know honestly I think uniforms need to come back oh no or way least, or at least a proper dress code yeah I think a dress code yes if the uniforms not, create conformity and. Well, no, I think you should have a certain level of conformity in school and maybe... I think you should you know, have discipline, but not conformity. Like, I think you should be required to go and wear certain things. Like, if you're a, if you're not doing very well, you know, maybe, like, it'd be a privilege for you to be able to go and wear, like, a T-shirt or something so that people will want to go and do well so they can go and, like, not have to worry about wearing, you know, like, dress shirts and stuff and whatnot. And I think that, like, a sort of level of discipline in wearing that, you know, it's, it's good for a growing mind. They need some sort of discipline. Well, I think part of the problem you're kind of getting at here is that there's for some reason, and I can kind of, under, I kind of figured it out, but there's a reason, there's a, a, um, there's a culture of it's cool to not do good in school. You know, it's cool to skip class. It's cool to get Fs. It's cool to you know talk with your friends and make noise and be a class clown and i think having fun is an important part but we need to create a culture of this stuff's important and you gotta do good in school and now i know why kids don't do good it's because it doesn't affect them you know okay i got an f on a test how's it affect me 
it doesn't directly affect them now. It's kind of like how people, you know, it, when they vote or when they, you know, decide on political issues, they're like, oh, it doesn't affect me, I don't care. And that's the same thing with school. you got to bring that sense of reality and that sense of uh, cause and effect back to them so they feel it. So they understand it. If you don't do that test, you're not going to go to college, you're not going to get a job, and you're going to, you know, be living in, you know, in the slums of Detroit, and you're going to be poor and miserable and unhappy. And I... I know the point of this, you know, this show is to create solutions, but to be honest, I don't have a good solution to create, you know, get people to care because in general, the people that do care already care and they succeed. The people that don't care tend to not care and not succeed. So I guess the best way to do it is to maybe remind them of the reality ahead. I mean, I, I really don't know how to fix that. Oh no! You punish them if they do bad. You have to punish them. But if how? They, okay, if they consistently goof off, you know, kick them out. Yeah, and some teachers would do that. It would take a long time, but some of them get off on it. Some of them enjoy it. Okay, you know, some well, of them don't even care because some I knew some kids. They'd get expelled. They go to fifty different schools. Still didn't care. That's part well, of the parents' might, problem too. You know, like. You know, start off, you know, you have privileges, like you can wear nice clothes and you can be able to go and like go in, you know, like not stay in the lunchroom during uh, lunch. You can mm. go and like walk around, go to the courtyard. And then that's a good idea. You get those privileges taken away. Yeah, that's where it'll start. And if you keep goofing off, you'll be put into dummy classes, basically. And then people, you know, you won't be able to go and have a freedom. You'll be monitored at lunch sit at like the um, a, a table or something and you won't be allowed to go and talk socialize you know you'll have detentions and whatnot and then if that doesn't work then they'll be straight up you know transferred to a uh, another school where it's a lot more regimented and not very nice so it's, it's got to be a carrot and a stick because yeah. they you know kids won't care about you know what's going to happen five years from now but if they know they won't be able to go and have class with their friends and like socialize during lunch and have these freedoms, then yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Punishment and taking away freedoms will definitely, I think, help. Mo yeah, you need incentive. That's the key here. You need to give them incentives to succeed. And one way to do that is through punishment. Another, I know we're we might, you know we're going to go a few more minutes here because this is a whole big can of worms to open up too. But phones. You know, phones are a big distraction. They were pretty limited in my school. Like you couldn't have them on during class. But, I, you know, I wouldn't ban them and let kids not have them in school. Because I think, you know, that's how we connect to our parents now, connect to everything. So it's very important. Uh, but I think if a kid's not succeeding, if they're goofing off or something, you definitely punish them and restrict the phone freedom. You know, can't use it during lunch. You, you know, of course, the extreme, but you can't have it in school at all. That would be a, you know, an easy way to get, you know, giving them an incentive to succeed. Well, I think, like, yeah, I think we could have, like, a whole nother, like, a whole nother episode. Yeah, it's just um, on phones. No, not just phones, but, like, technology in general and how yeah. But I think, yeah, taking away phones... <laughs> Maybe enforcing them to have a stricter dress code if they if they goof off, 
that's an option. Uh, restricting, like honestly, I think that honestly, I wouldn't mind if we had like you know some sort of like outdoor socialize, like not necessarily recess, but you'd be able to go outdoors and whatnot. Like mm. go to McDonald's and like car privileges that'll be taken away if you goof off. Um, you know, maybe like restrict a bunch of other things like you need to give them a lot of freedoms at first, you know, like have them earn these freedoms. And if they goof off, then boom, just start taking them away. And then at the very, then you kick them out. But a lot of schools, they don't kick people out. Yeah. You know, like honestly, people are afraid to go and shame kids these days and, you know, shaming works. Yeah. You need to, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, fat shaming makes people thinner to an extent. I'm not saying you should bully people and abuse them and be, you know, you know, flat out harmful, but there needs to be a stigma against, you know, sluttiness, against fatness, against failure. Like I said, it's all a cultural thing. We have this strange culture that rewards bad things and rewards failure. It, it, it's really bizarre. It makes sense in some ways, but it needs to change. Yeah, absolutely. Like maybe even like the lunch, like, you know, if you're goofing if you're like the class clown like maybe you won't be allowed to go and eat the pizza at lunch you have to get like the disgusting <laughs> healthy stuff except the pizza at my school is kind of crap but you or, bring lunches uh, anyway like i always brought my lunch so or like yeah just like so, something like that like you won't be able to go and buy a snack at lunch or you won't be able to go and use the vending machines yeah or you won't you know just like start limiting these freedoms that people take for granted and then they'll They'll get all pissed off. And that's why you have meetings with the advisor every week. And they okay, you know, I saw you've been goofing off over here. What's going on? Because a lot of times these parents don't give a crap. Yeah, that's the problem is parents. And then if they'll see if they keep goofing off, then send them to a boarding school. Boom. I guess, yeah. I hate boarding schools, as you know. but I know, and, that's, and a lot of people do, and that's the thing. You hate boarding school, but then, you know, that, that's a deterrent. Now, that's true. It can definitely be a deterrent. Like it'll stop, and because a lot of cases, it's because the parents don't enforce the rules. Yeah. And the boarding school, you'd have they'd have even more control of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, they would. They'd probably like whip you for it. <laughs> well, like I don't think necessarily physical punishment, but like at the boarding school, you know, they could just take away the ability to use your phone, like except for like maybe one call a week. Yeah. You know, they could do stuff like that. But uh yeah, I think uh yeah that we should be wrapping up pretty soon. Just wanna go and reiterate, I think we had a good discussion today. We talked you know, the purpose of school should be prepare you for society, not necessarily prepare you for college. So you'd learn how to go and be sufficient and not rely on a garment after you graduate. And to do this we need to go and fix this um sort of culture of failure. We need to have more advisors within schools and less focus on like just useless classes, less teaching to the test, more freedom, but also the ability to go and uh, restrict privileges and use the carrot and the stick <laughs> to enforce uh, model behavior within students. But, and yeah, I think that was a pretty good discussion. Yeah, I liked it. We covered a lot of ground and explored some things we haven't even talked about before, you know, in our private conversations, which I thought was interesting. And I think, uh, you know, <clears throat> next time we, or whenever we get around to technology and education, yes. uh, we'll have to discuss that at a later date because 
There's a whole host of issues with that. And a whole host of great opportunities, too. Oh, yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, pros and cons to it, and I think it's not as amazing as some people say, but also yeah. it has a lot of potential if implemented correctly, 100%. especially for lower-income uh, school districts. Yes, yes, I have a lot of great ideas with that. All right. <clears throat> we'll leave you in suspense then with that, and we'll see you in the next one. Adios.